0: Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast. This is your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. Uh, my name is Alex, this is Rob. Hello. Um, don't cover your mouth, Rob. Oh, I'm sorry. We're doing a podcast. I uh, yeah. I shouldn't have learned that by now. Yeah, you really should have. Yeah. Um, this is episode 36. Um Yay. Welcome if you're a, a new listener who's just joined us. And It's um, nearly Christmas. No, it isn't. Yeah, it's it is. It's nearly Halloween. It's the 23rd today. Oh! I was going to do an owl and what I did instead was a wolf. What would an owl be?
1: that's it yeah. Yeah, I was well, that's a pigeon that's a pigeon and more animal noises next week <laughs> um, Rob um, I've got. We,
0: before we get on to the story there's a few things that I need to a few orders of business a few orders of business the first thing is I would like to um, um, uh, apologise last week for my remarks about the Scottish um, and if any of you want to know what I said you can listen but I would like to point out because I didn't mention it on the show that I have Scottish blood in me um, so it's okay. My grandmother was Scottish. Her name was Isabella McLeish.
1: Wow. Yeah. And, uh, Any relation to
0: Kenny? Uh, Kenny who? Dalgleish. No, I said, I said Isabella McLeish. Well, it's all the same thing. Right, okay. So I just wanted to say that. A second and, thing... Uh, I would just like to say
1: that I stand with my comments about the Mexicans.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to say Was that Or uh, well, we wanted to say Was that If you remember Parker From Virginia From a few weeks ago Who submitted us That amazing Freaking zombie beaver story mm. uh, Go back and listen to that episode If you want to know What that was about um, Parker We still haven't sent the gift We have bought you the gift And the card And it will be Weaning its way to you shortly It is my fault I just haven't got to send it off I'm sorry um, But Parker left us a very uh, i been busy right? Parker left us a very nice review On the American iTunes site Uh, And I just thought I'd read it because it was it was was very nice of him to take the time to write quite a detailed review. Actually, I think the most detailed review we've ever had. Absolutely, yeah. And he said, "It's been a while since I found a little gem of an independent podcast like this. I hope they last for many shows. The sound quality is surprisingly good for what sounds like a one-microphone setup recording two people. You're right, that is what it is, Parker. (laughs) A slight bit of empty room sound, but very listenable even in a car. The show has some regular has a regular weekly schedule and a defined format. The music tells me they're making it in GarageBand. It works fine. We are making it in GarageBand, but the music." Was sourced um, actually independently. It's not He, girls, he knows though. far too much about this setup. It's actually quite freaky. Yeah, I think he's watching us. Mm. My favourite part of the show is a back and forth with Alex and Rob. There is friendship and familiarity there. He's, he's got that wrong.
1: Yeah, no. We've, no, we've just, never been friends. There's no affection. We fell into this by accident.
0: There is also the absurdist leaning humour that is like my own. There was this one story about a door to door chainsaw salesman that had me laughing dangerously hard while I was using machinery. I hope you weren't using a chainsaw. Oh, the irony. Oh, the irony. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first thing. The second thing, sorry, there are quite a few things here, Rob. It's just what happened was when I was um, walking, uh, I was wandering the streets as I do um, a few weeks ago, and there were all Annoying. these. And there were all these. Um, you know how people put um, uh, pieces of paper and like, staple them, not staple them, like tack them up to trees. Well, like lost dog. Yeah, lost yeah. dog thing. I and mean, it was just, a, and they're everywhere. They're all around Sydenham Hill. Hmm. Um, and so I had to take a picture of it. And, and this is on the twenty second of August. So this is, this is, this is how long I've Topical. been. Wa- yeah, I've been waiting to share. it. I keep forgetting, but it just says Lost... On Wednesday, 22nd of August, African Grey Parrot. Name? (laughs) Name? Bubbles. (laughs) Very tame. If seen or found, please call. And if any of you have seen Bubbles, the African Grey Parrot, the number to call is 075 435 20161. And if he's made his way maybe to another part of the world, remember, you'll have to preface that number with plus 44.
1: That's true. Maybe Africa. Um, My next note, the the neighbour next to my parents actually has uh, an African Grey Parrot. Um, and they can do it they can live up to eighty years. Oh yeah, you they, were... they live for stupidly long times. Rob, have you got have you got a very poor memory? We you have know, discussed yeah, this before. I, I think we? first
0: episode ever. Was it the yeah. first episode? First episode ever. That was a
1: long time ago, Alex. I can't expect to remember these things.
0: No, I know. Now Rob, on the subject of junk emails. On the subject
1: of chunky oh, emails? No, I said on the subject
0: of chunky Oh, I'm changing the topic. Ah. Um, I've, I've been collecting quite a few here. I'm only going to read one out. I'm, I'm just collecting them in a separate folder in my emails called uh, For the Podcast because I'm selecting the best ones. I mean, all of these are brilliant. So I'm going to give you a choice of five. I'm going to read you out the subject okay. titles and you're going to decide which one you'd like to hear this week. The first is from Captain A. John and the subject heading is Greetings. <laughs> it's tempting. The second one is BMW Motor Awards and the subject heading is Ticket Number 4 four two eight four five. Okay. Um the the third one is from Barrister Mohammed something and his uh, and the subject title is Business Investment Project. Mm. Uh, the fourth one is from Mrs. Marie Smith saying, make sure you read this mail urgently. And the last one is from Signor Fausto uh <laughs> with a subject heading You Are Blessed.
1: <laughs> Let's be honest, it's gonna be the last one.
0: <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Close for my captain.
1: Anyway, yeah come, go come.
0: On, go on. So Hello, my name is Senor Fausto de Camona. Right. I am from Portugal and I've been diagnosed with cancer. Oh. It has defiled all forms of medical treatment. I think he meant defiled. <laughs> right. He says it has defiled all forms of medical treatment. Of course. And right now I have only about a few months to live, according to medical experts. I've not particularly lived my life so well, as I never really cared for anyone. In brackets, not even myself. <laughs> <A bit>. <laughs> <laughs> but my business...
1: So he's a sociopath as a business. Yeah. He never cared for anyone.
0: No sociopaths run businesses, Rob. Yeah, that's true. Second paragraph. Brilliant way to start it. Though I am very rich, (laughs) I was never generous. I was always hostile to people and only focused on my business, as that was the only thing I cared for. But now I regret all this, as I now know there is more to life than just wanting to have or make all the money in the world. (laughs)
1: Oh, so uh, on his deathbed you realise that all this money hasn't helped him one little bit. (laughs) No. I'm glad to hear it. Uh,
0: And this is where it's really sick. To start bringing God into it, this person must have no conscience. So now they say, I believe when God gives me a second chance to come to this world, I would live my life in a different way from how I have lived it. I would want to have a personal and trustworthy relationship with you, as I intend and willing to empower the change. So, so what, what kind of relationship does he have with other people? <laughs> what he's already said, he's a sociopath. So, <laughs> Untrustworthy. But what I love is he's saying, if God could give me a second chance to come back, his sole focus would be to open up a personal and trustworthy relationship with me. No thanks, mate. <laughs> That's nice to <though>. know. <laughs> As I intend and willing to empower the change of ownership for the transfer of my deposits to your personal possession for further investment and charity disbursement to the less privileged and homeless... Sorry.
1: sorry, well, 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 admit, well, the, the, sorry there's a lot of in that sentence that I just I have to digest. It's all one sentence. Could you just read that one There's no punctuation.
0: Time. As I intend and willing to empower the change of ownership for the transfer of my deposits to your personal possession for further investment and charity disbursement to the less privileged and homeless, write me via my mail... Signor leopoldo at gmx.com
1: so he's basically saying I'm willing to give you money and ask you to give it to charity
0: yeah because he can't do that himself because he's on his deathbed next paragraph probably my favourite right I will send you the photos of me and my very hopeless and selfish family
1: members no thanks (laughs) sorry sorry that took a while to die. hopeless and selfish selfish (laughs) I will send you the photos
0: of me and my very hopeless and selfish family members, including my wife, (laughs) who I learnt is getting married to my personal friend and attorney.
1: Okay, so he's saying that he never he cared for people, but now now he's married, and all of a sudden his wife's left him, but... Now he's on his deathbed. This bitch has left him to get married to his
0: friend and attorney. (laughs) I love the way he's including this meaningless detail to try and make this seem legitimate. Then he says, thank you for your due consideration. God be with you. You can reach me through my private email address at uh, Leopoldo at gmx.com. Yours brother, Signor Fausto de Camona. I really want to contact him just to see if he'll send me the photos of his um, hopeless and selfish family members, including his wife.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Only if we can finish the the email saying, PS, we're glad you're dying. Oh, Rob. He's not real, Alan. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, yeah. yeah <laughs> Clearly, you're, right. you're getting caught up with the fact <laughs> that, yeah, that he needs be... the pictures of his, his useless and whatever it was, hopeless family members. You, you, you generally believe it, don't you? I've, I've given this guy £5,000. And a kidney. What's worse is he, he wasn't actually asking for money. He wants to give you money. So why you... <laughs> well, I don't know. I just felt sorry for him. Okay. But that's surely one of the best ones we've had that's so far. The, that's, that's fantastic. And I
0: will say that all, all of the rest are as good, but you can wait till next week to hear more incredible fake scam emails. Look forward to it. Right, Rob, have you got
1: a story for us? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to kick us off uh, with a story from the Swindon Advertiser. The headline is Officer freaked out by Deputy Mayor's action. Officer freaked out by Deputy Mayor's action. That's right. Uh, No reporter. Uh, Council Officer Helen Mayer says the inappropriate behaviour of Deputy Mayor... Nick Martin, towards her, the, the, the mayor's civil dinner, has altered the course of her life. <laughs> <laughs> he must have really... Know, Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but making a formal complaint was worthwhile to amend his actions. Councillor Martin, conservative for sure, 61, who is married with children, uh, breached the, the council's uh, protocol of member-officer relations by touching the back of the officer's head <laughs> and describing it's style as a DA, a duck's ass Uh, joined the annual social function at Steam in May 2011. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He touched the back of her head and referred to the back of her head as a duck's arse. Yes. I've never heard this phrase. And this changed the course of her life. (laughs)
0: I've never... um... I've never what, what is that can you explain this do you I know think, what this means
1: yeah I mean it, it was an old it was a hairstyle that we used to refer back to the 1960s you know like the old quiff Right. if you imagine the the, the, the tail end of a duck where the, they right. go out to a point and if you can imagine the quiff going up that's a duck's ass but he's saying that about the back of her head so maybe the back of her head stuck out like that so it wasn't sexual this was him bullying her, well, was it or was it sexual we should read on Uh, The former cabinet member uh, was told to write another letter of apology and undertake training on the protocol after the council standards committee hearing uh, found on Friday that he used inappropriate language and had been too familiar. (laughs) However, he was cleared of all other alleged breaches of protocol. Uh Miss Meyer, who was then head of culture, claimed that Councillor Martin walked up behind her while she stood speaking to another guest in, in the hall after dinner and ran, ran his fingers from the bottom of her neck to the top of her head before saying, I've been dying to do that all
0: evening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: he's got he's got a hair fetish, has he? Been? I think so, yeah. Right.
1: I, I like the impression she was just in mid conversation. Yeah. He just walked past and just took the opportunity. Yeah, he did. Just slowly ran up and went, I've been dying to do that all evening. <laughs> you did that too convincingly. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, you know, I've been there. Um, <laughs> she also revealed in 2008. The only difference is you've been you've been you've been there with a the real ducks, ass. Uh, that's true. Yeah, in Crystal Palace Park. Just, <laughs> I said you. I told you it would happen. Have you had that phone call yet? Uh, not yet. That's good to know. Um, she also revealed in 2008 that she complained to the previous manager about Councillor Martin's alleged behaviour towards her, at Lydia Park, which included him touching a female uh, employee and insisting on touching Miss Mayor's arm while they walked around the park.
0: Her right. Yeah.
1: Uh, Mrs. Mayer, who is now the Commissioner for Leisure and Culture, told the hearing she was freaked out by the incident at the dinner and the next day called her line manager, Council Director uh, Bernie Brannan, uh, in floods of tears before lodging a formal complaint. I remember it ex- extremely well, she said. It's like a moment in my life where something happened and it's changed the course of my life. It absolutely happened. <laughs> he touched me at the back of my neck. I can physically, physically feel it now. And I can feel how it felt at the time. It's just a shock. The surprise. You don't expect something like to happen. So what I remember is the complete shock of it happening. Mrs. Meyer told <laughs> that the period between her original complaint and the hearing had been the most difficult 18 months in her life. And the, the most, process, difficult, 18 yeah, the most life. difficult 18 months in her life? Yeah, the most difficult 18 months in her life. You had it easy, love. He touched the back of her neck, and she's saying this changed the course of her life. Rob, you've got to stop this now. No, We're no, going to get into trouble. This is an isolated incident. we are going to get into trouble. You've got form on this. We did a story before about that guy
0: touching that girl's leg on the train. <laughs> and you, you said some things which I had to cut out. Now, look, you, 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 you're, dismi- you're diminishing the impact of sexual harassment
1: on somebody. There's nothing in the story actually says it's sexual harassment. She's interpreted that as sexual harassment. What you said about the guy with, about the story with the guy on the train when he
0: touched the leg, you said, look, he only touched the leg. It's not as if he... And I had to cut out the rest of what you
1: said. I'm assuming you're taking a similar line here. No, I realise that he, as it states, he he breached council protocol. Whatever the hell that means. I mean, I have
0: to say, I'm going to take you know go on a bit of a limb here. But if I was at a, a function and talking to somebody, and a lady that I knew came up and run ran you know just run her hand up my neck and touched back on my hair, said, "Oh, I've been wanting to do that all evening in a jokey way. Like your hair looks so lovely and thick." It wouldn't. I wouldn't go. To, I wouldn't. It wouldn't traumatise
1: me. It wouldn't be like. I think that's a bit over familiar, but yeah. I wouldn't think I've been harassed. Councillor Martin told the panel he approached Mrs Mayer to say hello after he walked into her line of sight on the way back from the toilet to the dinner table. And might have raised his finger to put your hairstyle and say the words to the effect, that's that's a new hairstyle, that's Mary Quaint, that takes me back a long time. Right. I'm not sure who Mary Quaint is. When did he mention
0: the duck's arse?
1: Well, it doesn't? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't actually mention it again. <laughs> right. So, but uh, yeah. but he denies touching her or making inappropriate comments. Members decide that Carson Martin had briefly touched Mrs. Bell on the back of the head, but he did not run his hand up her neck. That's the end of the story. No comments. No comments. You haven't been very sympathetic to this lady.
0: I mean, I'm guessing that this is this is something else has happened during the past, and this is retraumatized. Yes, yeah, I, I think. Or or that this guy has sort of been doing this over a long period of time, sort of making suggestive remarks here and there, and it's just, got, oh, this was the straw that broke the duck's ass back.
1: <laughs> this is the straw that broke the duck's arse. Nice, that's good, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what my take on this story is. Go on. She's had a new hairstyle. Um, and she, and she's, she's unsure if it looks good or not. Yeah. And basically what's happened, he's made a passing comment, she's blown her lids thinking, oh my God, it's horrid. Uh, as you said, she called a line manager and floods of tears because he made some inappropriate comment about her hair and it's been blown out of portions. I agree. Yeah. So, Mrs. Mayor, it does look like a duck's ass. Can we look up what a duck? Can we look this up? Do you, you want to look at what, what a duck's ass looks no, like? a Duck's, a duck's, a duck's ass haircut, haircut. hairstyle. <laughs> Here we are. A duck's ass hairstyle. Okay, let's have a look. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of the Teddy Boy look. Oh right. See what I mean? Oh yeah. So she would have. Been, she
0: would have been a bit self-conscious about that. I reckon she was at this function thinking, "Oh, this haircut really doesn't look good. Everyone's staring at me." He came over and said something, and as you say, this
1: we have to ask why she had a men's haircut from the mid-1950s I'm not saying that she's, she's possibly going through the change but um if we have any, if we have any female listeners um, listening to Rob
0: I, I'm sorry to say this Rob but there's a, there's a very strong trend coming through about the way you're talking about <laughs> and the comments you just made of misogyny and if we have any female listeners could you tell us do you consider Rob to be a misogynist and if you do uh, that you will have breached local anesthetic protocol. I'm, I'm going to have to find a new, um, a new co-partner in crime.
1: That's fine, but maybe they should keep their pretty long marriage shirt as well.
0: Before I give you my first story, um, I meant to say something, all those orders of business at the beginning of the podcast, I forgot one of them, it's just a story I really need to share, so much so that I had to write a note for myself about it to make sure that I shared it with you. Right. Right, Rob, first of all, do you remember the Incredible Hulk that was on when we were a kid? Of course you do. And the guy who the played The cartoon? Him? No, 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 the, the, the real life version. And that guy, that wrestler played him, he was called Louis Faringo. Anyway, of Anyway, that's course. what he looked like, do you remember
1: that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. And he looks like he's not all there, Right. Yeah I'm showing Rob a picture Of the Incredible Hulk As played by Louis Faringo And here is he is He's huge But do you see how How he looks like Probably he wouldn't You know
1: he, he, It could he, be meant deranged, arranged
0: Right okay. So I'm in Sainsbury's Right And this guy walks in Who looks just like Louis Faringo As, as the Incredible Hulk So he comes in Right To Sainsbury's When I come in Right and he's got this backpack on his back, and he, and he, and he, I'm not saying he was muscly, but he was huge. But he had that. He did look. He did he have the hair this as guy, well? This guy wasn't all there, Rob. That you know, there was something funny about him. And I, because I remember seeing him, and thinking he looks like an interesting character. He's got his backpack on, and he's, he's walking in a funny way, and he, and he, and he wanders off in like, St. Sn- was he sniffing the meat, that kind of thing? No, I get on with the shop. But when I finish my shop an hour later and go to queue up, he coincidentally is going to pay at the same time. And he has the following in his basket after one hour in the shop. (laughs) Right. He has a box of Kellogg's All-Bran. Obviously. And two packets of four bread rolls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's he been doing for the last...
0: Hour? Well, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I've just assumed that he's wandered around. It's taken him that long to pick up these things. One, one thinks that's not good. You know, one thinks about what he's going to make with these things at home. But somebody else, when I told them this, did point out to me that he could. I mean, he could have been in the book section reading a book, or reading a magazine, or or rifling through the DVDs, or trying on clothes. I mean, I hadn't thought of any of that. Or masturbating to the veg. I think it's either that or taking a picture of himself nude on the iPad.
1: Good point. Good point. I like the idea that he did, he's been picking up these baseballs and just smashing them together. <laughs> Incredible Hulk stuff.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay, Rob. My first story of this week um, is from the Bournemouth Echo, um, and there's no journalist listed. We have, have you noticed that for weeks now, all of our stories? In the main, have never had a journalist listed. Journalists seem to be less and less wanting to be associated with their stories. At the beginning,
1: we almost always had an author. I think now they—they they, maybe they've got—they've become conscious of this podcast and now realizing that their work is substandard. That's a good theory. Or oh, shit, as some people know it. Here's the headline:
0: Monkeys and pole dancing? Question mark. <laughs> we were joking, says Pool Bar. <laughs> right. A joke written on the blackboard outside a popular pool bar sparked unwarranted fears of a new pole dancing club in town. Which makes it sound like there's already one. But anyway. Staff, yeah. at, staff at the Camden Bar, a firm favourite with revelers in Ashley Cross, regularly write light-hearted messages on their menu board. Right. So as the bar had scaffolding outside, while the neighbouring property has a makeover, bar manager Lauren Curley decided to incorporate this into her message. She explained, as a joke, because of all the scaffolding outside, we drew a little cartoon of a monkey on a pole, and wrote that... And wrote the Camden had monkey bars and pole dancing. <laughs> we just like to have a bit of light-hearted fun with our customers. In the past, for example, we've written things on the board such as unattended children will be given a kitten and fed free coffee. We were just trying to, ha- <laughs> nice. we were just trying to have a bit of fun with it. But it appears some neighbours fail to see the funny side. Indeed, some may have been sent into a panic at the prospect of pole dog. Dar- pole dancing monkeys descending on the district. Mrs. Curley explained, I took a call from a council official last Friday informing me of residents' concerns that we, were, that we were putting on pole dancing at the bar, which, of course, needs a separate licence. I racked and racked my brains, but I couldn't think of how someone had come to that conclusion. Then I remembered the board we put out for just one day. I told the council we were just joking, but I was told, well, the residents didn't think it was funny. Oh, Mrs. Jesus. Curley has since apologised online to anyone who was offended. Why? A borough of Pool spokesman confirmed one of their officers spoke to the Camden Bar about the issue. The council spokesman said, we spoke to them after a resident raised some concerns and we were quickly able to establish it with a hoax. Uh, just a few comments. Pete Woodley says... Pete's back. Yep. He says, free ads again then. Uh, <laughs> well, many Oggy quotes the article where it says, well, the residents didn't think it was funny, and they just say, well, tough shit on them then. <laughs> Comment of the week. And uh, Grumpy Anon (laughs) simply says, Cheap publicity stunt from a poorly managed bar.
1: Nice, right? (laughs) I feel quite sorry for her. Sorry for who? The, the, The bar lady, woman... I mean I the, don't, the little lovely behind the bar I don't think I don't think that
0: residents really thought they were going to be pole, darking, pole dancing monkeys but well think,
1: some, some fucker clearly did
0: if you no, reported think, to the council no I think they reported the fact they were worried about pole dancing I don't think they really thought they were going to have monkeys pole dancing I'm not sure I reckon there was somebody down there who thought that <laughs>
1: or Probably. somebody who went in there you know some, some old pervert went in there Excuse me, were are they pole donkey monkeys? Pole-dancing monkeys, even.
0: Well, did you not... A, a possible headline probably needs to be pole-dancing monkeys. We can consider it. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, you got a story for us.
1: Yeah, uh, our next story uh, sent in by Shay from Bristol. Um, it's by Emily Cock. Oh, it's Cock, Cock's back. Cock's back. Right, German. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, after saying there's no, no journalists, there's one listed here. Right. Wanted: Can you help police find these people? Uh, I mean, no. this sounds like a visual story, but I, I want to. The reason I picked this is, as Shay said, it's the comments. But also, I have to show you these pictures. Shay regularly sends us very good stories. He does actually, you? yeah, he really does. Um, police released the images of several people they would like to contact as part of Operation Relentless. Operation Relentless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do they think they are? It's like the <laughs> I mean, rock. I, Operation I Relentless. I thought it might be named after the energy drink. Lucas Aid? Is there an an energy drink called Relentless? You're joking. How have you never seen it? I've never drunk an energy drink in my life.
0: Relentless is the stuff
1: that comes in the same can the size as a lager can.
0: Right. And it's called Relentless.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's also foul. Since the launch of Relentless on Monday, there have been 59 arrests across the force area from burglary, robbery and theft of and from motor vehicles. These crimes, some serious uh, acquisition crimes make up more than half of all the crimes recorded across the Avon and Somerset force area. Although the number of offences have fallen year on year since 2009 to 2010, the police believe a small number of individuals are responsible for high levels. Uh, they are now being targeted as part of the latest Relentless Drive, which aims to make people of Avon and Somerset feel safe, uh, feel safe and be safe. Since Relentless was launched on Monday, there have been more than 60 arrests. And then it gives the Crime Stoppers number. Okay, um, get on with it. Uh, okay, yeah, right, okay. So I'm going to go through these, okay? So here's the first one. It says, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Rob's showing me a picture of one
0: of the people in, that they're looking for in Operation yeah. Relentless. Um, okay. He <laughs> yeah. looks a bit like the guy I told you about who came into Sainsbury's.
1: Yeah, does it not like. I mean, I, I, I know it's
0: a bad picture, but what's going on with his eye? Well, his face, he looks like he might... I mean, I don't know if he's had a stroke, but his whole face on one side looks skewed. Yeah, I completely agree. But he looks... Like, I'd describe him as a meathead. Yeah. Uh, there's a the next one. Okay. Yeah. I've got to just... This is... Hang on, we can't just... This is a podcast, Rob. I i can't describe all these. The, the, the second one looks like a typical ne'er-do-well. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, Sealing apples. And, uh, yeah, again, the yeah. same. same. Uh, uh, again, yeah. Okay, hey,
0: he looks like the... Uh, he looks like the chef from The Shining. He does. Did and he, he looks quite confused. He looks, he, like, he looks he's, like he's thinking, why am I here? Yeah. Why are they doing a mug shot? Uh, he just looks sad. Um, he's not even looking at the camera. And he looks like he's wearing a Liverpool shirt. That would make sense. Yeah. Bloody Scousers. Yeah. Uh, so that was the that was joke. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my great aunt was from Scouse. Don't
1: lie, Alex. Uh, just he just looks generally confused. Uh, he, these, these people, he
0: looks pissed. I mean... What I'm just going to say is... Can we encourage people... Hang on, I know him. That looks...
1: I want... Now, who, oh, no, no. who does that look like?
0: Okay, that isn't who I thought it was. But there is... I worked with a guy who looked exactly like that. R- R- rather than going through... Right, anybody listening to this... I mean, that was a bit tedious for you to listen to. Go to the website, look at the pictures. They are quite amusing. But they
1: are the kind of people that you expect to see in mugshots. They just look like criminals. Yeah. Yeah. If you say so. I've seen a lot of criminals You've been reading the Daily Mail too much. <laughs> Comments. Comments. Uh, By Bruce Seven says, they look as though they share the same IQ of one. There is no hope when demos like this are allowed to live. Midwives must learn to throw away the right basket of birth. (laughs) Nice. I mean, that's uh, incredibly harsh. Well, I mean, judging from the pictures I've just seen, I think it's probably fair. Um, By PJB 1972 says, pity they can't just put a price on their heads. Well, he, 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 he's, he's advocating mercenary
0: be... sort of killing of yep. these people. Yeah,
1: that's right, yeah. Um, by Anit said, these pictures are a good advert to warn, off, uh, to warn our kids away from drugs. They could end up looking like this. Scary. Day of the Dog is back. Day um, of the Dog, not Dog of the Day, as you said last
0: time. Uh, no. <laughs> In your weird sexual fantasy wonderland.
1: Yep. Um, I may be wrong, but this, uh, this line it resembles the, the, the Bristol Robles' first team. <laughs> 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 um by Old Wester says a lethal injection of these hillbilly plums what a bunch of mongs <laughs> hang on a minute we can't Rob where's this story from uh, this is from the Bristol, uh, the Bristol Post so the Bristol the, is Shay
0: sending this in is he because the, the comments of these people are reminiscent of Bournemouth Echo comments if not worse I mean he said two things which are grossly offensive <laughs> number one these people should be put to death and I'm not going to mention the
1: second thing so no okay. <laughs> okay. any more of this um, tirade um, of abuse yeah, and there's two more uh, by Bristol Expat says did anyone else take a look at these beauties and th- immediately think inbred <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and there's a slightly cryptic one by uh, Marsh Walker 99 who just ends by saying hello Tristan
0: oh uh, is one of them called Tristan? I Are haven't checked, actually. actually I should have
1: I if I wonder if one of them's his mate and he's just saying hi. <laughs> I love it was. I'll just have a quick look through. Oh, yeah, see, actually, yeah, the very first one is called Tristan. I see. Yeah. Um, and if anybody would like to see those mugshots, what's the title of the story? Uh, if you go, if you type in Bristol Post and wanted, can you help please find these people? And mm. if you do know these people, you can also call Crime Stoppers Anonymously on 0800 555 111. Or call the police? Yeah. No, Crime Stoppers
0: got a stick in their oar in. They're not the police, are they? Crime Stoppers? They're an organisation.
1: The Crime the crime, Could stop I have been s-
0: crime Stoppers. Now say there's a man trying to burgle my home, or would they say call the police?
1: They of course they call, they call the police. Exactly. I'm
0: sick of Crime Stoppers.
1: They're like a really bad vigilante group, aren't they? Really? Yeah. They can't, don't really have no powers. A bit like um, the PCSOs. Uh, if anybody doesn't know what that is, do you want to explain? Uh, police Community Support Officers. And for any foreign I'm going to retract that because I have to say after working with PCSOs, they don't actually do a very valuable role.
0: I just want to move on now. <laughs> <laughs> but Rob, the new shopper has started doing editorials. Um, all under the name of uh, all. Of the, all of the headlines start with editor's eye, so they're called right. editor's eye. I don't know why they started doing this.
1: Do we think that this, this, this editorial, this I'm assuming it's a new editor, is trying to, to climb the greasy ladder? The greasy pole? Greasy pole, sorry, well,
0: yeah. Well, the,
1: what greasy pole? They're already
0: at the top, aren't they? What, the f- new shopper? Yeah. Is that what all journalists aspire to? You can't get any higher than this. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, this is an amazing story. So they've just, they've just decided to do this story for what reason, I don't know. Okay. So, editor's eye. Are beer and fags really the best tributes to the dead... should
1: have taken a drink then. <laughs> <If Bob took laughs> a drink of...
0: <laughs> Are beer and fags really the best tributes to the dead? And it's by the editor, New Shop editor, Andrew Parks.
1: I can remember that name.
0: Right, here's the story. Fitting tribute or a filthy mess cluttering our streets, what is this modern obsession with providing food and drink for the dead? Four cans of Stella, a packet of fags, a West Ham shirt, a picture of a dead cat and a meat pie. <laughs> The perfect selection of items to see you safely Sorry, into the next life.
1: I want miss something. Who's providing food for the dead? Apparently,
0: <laughs> apparently it's more and more common. You know when you see people leave flowers outside of things, they're leaving all these oh, other things. Oh, fuck off. No, they don't. <laughs> they are. I think it happens in the North, Rob.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: if we could have our longest ever episode title, four cans of Stella, a packet of fags, a West Ham shirt, a picture of a dead cat, and a meat
1: pie. I think uh, I, I think that's acceptable Who no is? it's too long what about a picture of a dead cat and a meat pie that's not no that's nice I like it ties that. into the microwave episode doesn't it, doesn't. it? <laughs> buddy yeah
0: Anyway, so he says this is the perfect selection of items to see you safely into the next life. In times past, different cultures felt it was essential to send the dead on their way with appropriate objects. If you were lucky, they even killed a goat. However, I thought we'd moved on to the point where we said I could buy at the crematorium and either give flowers or a contribution to charity. But some folks seem hell bent on recreating shrines. To be fair, this started with perfectly reasonable displays of floral tributes left carefully at the roadside, but it has progressed to the point where bottles of smirnoff ice are being left on pavements. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then relatives are shocked and upset when living teenagers <laughs> nick and down them.
1: Sorry, no, is he getting confused with rubbish? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm the last person who try and tell people how they should grieve. But littering highways, well, not no, you're not. <laughs> you're not the last person, are you? <laughs> I'm the last person who try and tell people how they should grieve. But littering highways is not a good idea for anyone. And then there's the cost for the council clear up. With some of the items being left at shrines, it does make you wonder what might be next: shoes, a bottle of tomato ketchup, a mucky mag. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, which, love that. By which he means a porn mag. Uh, I think a he might jazz be, mag. A jazz mag, yeah. I think it might be sensible for us to return to respecting our dead, laying them to rest peacefully, and remembering them for all the good things they did while they were alive. After all, the departed don't benefit from having a tide of detritus left behind in their memory. What if they like porn mags? <laughs> well, they... <that, laughs> Anyway, so he says, What do you think? Agree, disagree, add your comments below. What in the ma- I'm look- I'm Please tell me a comment. I'm on looking this. forward to more of these editors' eyes, though.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. If this, is, if this is a story he's kicking off with, yes.
0: No, he's done one more before this, but I can't read it out because um, it was about something where there are legal ramifications, which I wouldn't want to get into oh, on the podcast. So um, some comments. Thordat says. It's not about you, mate. He's saying this to the editor. It's not about you, mate. These people are grieving. So if it makes them feel better and it don't hurt anyone, why, why give them more grief? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Fair point. Jippo Joe says, (laughs) This nonsense is a a fine example of the chav society at its very best. You did leave out one thing, though, Mr Parks, the half a dozen or so spotty Herberts and the equally spotty chav tarts milling around grieving their dearly departed mates. What's even worse than these chav shrines is the attire-stroke turnout at the funeral. Whatever happened to a dark suit and a tie? That person's person's genuinely malicious, nasty, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I mean... I'm, I must have missed this. I, I've next. I, 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 to be honest, I was in a graveyard yesterday and I didn't see any. Um, There's nothing suspicious about that, empty No, no, no. I, I, I went to visit a grave, obviously, um, but I didn't see. There was nothing lying around. You know, there was no, there was no used syringes. No, or they're saying these these, a, these a tributes, copy of Razzle.
0: They're saying these tributes at the roadside that people leave, like this, Rob. Those where people leave flowers and stuff.
1: But I can't believe people are... Ble- they are, they're leaving looking, meat,
0: pie. sm- meat pies, a picture of I a dead... I like de- the idea of a meat pie, I like that idea. I, I like the, the idea of a peckish. picture of a dead
1: cat. <laughs> who wants a dead cat in the afterlife? I mean, who, who, who goes to the scene of, a, of an accident and lays down a picture of a dead cat? I don't know.
0: Rob, Gip, uh, Paul Erith Yay, hey. says... As far as I'm concerned, if it helps the people to grieve, then creating a shrine is fine. Personally, I'd never contribute to a shrine, and I grieve privately. I'm sometimes... <laughs> I <bet you> do. <laughs> I'm sometimes surprised by the hysteria, for example, after Diana died. What an overreaction. However, if it's not doing anyone any harm, then let people get on with it. And whilst I wouldn't encourage it, if my mates decided to build a shrine to me, I'd prefer a can of beer than flowers. I only ever buy them when I need to apologise to the missus after I've arrived home late from the boozer. Lol. The beer or flowers? Not sure. No. Uh, DSD, uh, the last comment, best one. DSSB says...
1: Okay.
0: Does the new shopper now recruit its staff from the people who leave the most boring, predictable comments on articles? Or was, this, <laughs> or was this little opinion piece actually written by some kind of machine that just strings together the most outraged and half-formed ideas people leave along with a couple of cliches? I come here for actual news with a veneer of credibility in the articles. Mate,
1: it's going to the new shopper for news.
0: <laughs> Rob, this is a great comment. Just okay. listen. I come here for actual news with a veneer of credibility in the articles and relentless meandering stupidity, which completely misses the point in the comment section. <laughs> okay, I was Please don't that. let the two mix up so much in the future. <laughs> now, Rob, That's as brilliant. well as the idea for the title word earlier, I did think when reading this I kind of like, maybe like the most, um, relentless meandering stupidity. Because it also ties in with your operation relentless.
1: That's true, it does. Relentless yeah. meandering stupidity. That is good. There's, there's some good titles there.
0: There are. We can decide later.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, Rob, it's time for my geographical challenge. Rob, so do you want to ask me where a city is and a landmark? Should we do that this week? How about a
1: city, a town and a landmark? A town? Yes. Oh, God. I'll try and think of a big one. Okay. Okay. So this Start week... off with the town, surely. Town, city, landmark, no? Right? Okay. That's where you, if, if that's so, as you choose, so be it. Okay, so this week, um, I'm going to give you the town, Warsaw. Isn't that in Poland? There is one in Poland. Right, there you go. Got it right. Next. Uh, and there's also one in the UK. No, I
0: know that, and I've always been a bit confused by it. Why is there one in the UK? Is it related to the one in Poland? Uh, I, 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 do a lot of Polish people, because we've got a large Polish immigrant population, do they all go there? I I, I, I don't know. I mean... Do you know where it is? So I have to tell you the county that it's in, do I? Yes. Is it near Birmingham?
1: It is. How did I know that? It just pops into my head. That's very
0: impressive. And now I've got to tell you where Birmingham is. What county it's in. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know what county Birmingham... Birmingham. It's towards okay. Birmingham is. Let's say you were driving up from London, right, and you were kind of heading towards Manchester. Yeah, you would have to drive through Birmingham, right? Well, or you yeah. could drive through Birmingham. So where is Birmingham? Would then be in
1: uh, uh, Staffordshire. Be Do you know what historically? That's always near. Off, yeah, well, I'm, I'm learning. Will, I will give you that. I mean, it, technically, it's part of the West Midlands, right? But, but Warsaw. What's the county? I would say it's the West Midlands is the best if way But count- in my map, there's called the West Midlands. Birmingham is, a, is, is like Manchester. It's a, it's, it's, oh, it's a, a district, a, is it? Yes, right. exactly. And the West
0: Midlands is the term to talk about which counties. Can you tell me? Which counties would be included in West Midlands?
1: Well, West Midlands, Midlands is, a, is not really a county. It's, it's no, called, no, but what,
0: what counties would be included in that area? Would Shropshire be in there? Yeah, you've got a bit of Shropshire, you've got a bit Herefordshire, of Staffordshire, or not, no.
1: maybe a bit of Warwickshire, not really Herefordshire. And, yeah, you know, what would be classed as, as the Black Herefordshire, country? sorry. It, yeah. yeah. What? What's a black country? I've um, heard of this. I, mean, I thought that was to do with Yorkshire. No. No,
0: right, well, what's a black country?
1: A black country is because there are a lot of mills and a lot of industry around there, and the black country basically refers to the Industrial Revolution, when the sky used to be black from all the smoke produced by all the various mills and, and factories and so on.
0: Right, but where's the black country then? Is that West, East Midland, uh,
1: West Midlands? Yes. Right. In the, in the old... So it's got two names. Uh, yeah, and also is in the old County of Mercia. Right, but that's good for me then. It well, is, I, I, know, it I'm generally on... impressed. That's, that's,
0: uh, uh, yeah. But, but, but I didn't, but that war me saying it's near Birmingham, I don't know how I knew that.
1: At all. No, that's, okay. uh, that's, that's staggering. Okay, um, right, so, cities. cities. Okay, the city. Birmingham. <laughs> of
0: St Albans. Now, St Albans, I believe, is in Hertfordshire. I think you're absolutely right. And it's north of London. It is isn't, And the reason I know that is because Stanley Kubrick, who... Oh, how did I not think about that? Yeah, Stanley Kubrick lived in St Albans. Well, no, he didn't live in St Albans, but he used to go... Apparently, he used to pop into the Marks and Spencers in St Albans, and he liked it because he was really scruffy and nobody recognised him, and I'm a big, big Stanley Kubrick fan. In fact, I might try and find his grave... Uh, well, no, he's buried in his back garden. So I can't has he do made a yeah,
1: mountain. He's, he?
0: he's buried in the back garden of this house in Hertfordshire. But I could maybe throw a meat pie over the fence.
1: Yeah, or or, or mucky mag. Okay, um, it's an interesting fact actually. Um, if you don't know about St Albans, it's it's a very small city, one of the smallest in the UK, because it has a cathedral and it's also one of the oldest. Also, St Albans is the first um, English Christian martyr. Rob, did you know? Thank you, Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> did you know, Rob, that um, he, he liked going into the he, he, what he especially enjoyed doing most was going into the Rymans and Saint Albans. He was apparently obsessed with stationery shops. He loved stationery. Saint Albans liked, himself. He liked no, no, no. Um, oh, Kubrick. Kubrick. Right. <laughs> he loved
1: browsing stationery. Well, oh who, who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, let's face it. When we all work. We all enjoy stealing stationery on a regular basis. Um, What's the (laughs) landmark? This is where I'm
0: going to struggle. Okay, this week. And you've probably got to ask me what the landmark is. I've probably got to tell you about what it is and where it is. Okay, this week, the landmark I've chosen for you is the Angel of the North. Oh, Angel of the North is if you're driving up towards Newcastle, I think you see it pretty prominently. It's a big, it's a big statue of sort of got like the torso and legs, and it looks like it kind of looks like an airplane wings kind of sticking out the back. It's actually, I think,
1: it's a bit shit. I don't think there's anything particularly artistic about it. Well, it looks like it's kind of made out of wood. It looks a bit like the Wicker Man. I think Anthony Gormley, who actually designed it, might be slightly uh, offended by that. But uh, where, whereabouts is I mean, it? Very th- well. Uh, well, driving up towards Newcastle, so uh,
0: so I mean, in nor- Northumberland, presumably. Uh, yes. Uh, off off the side of a road.
1: But, <laughs> yeah, probably cool. No, as Gateshead. Drived-
0: Gateshead. Yes. Where's, where's Darlington? Is that before or after? Darlington is. That south is, or north of- ooh, is that Yorkshire?
1: Now, Darlington must be in Northumberland, sure. I think it is, actually. Let's yeah. have a look. Uh, nobody cares about this. So, uh, I've, I've Are done... you saying that our listeners don't care about... There might be people listening from Darlington. Really? Well, I'm not sure they have electricity up there. I think that's a fair point, And also a good place to end. Yeah. So have a good week, anyway. God bless. And take care. <laughs>